Welcome to episode 17 of the Tice Talks. This is the fourth part of our series going through Pastor Tice's book, Raising God's Kids in Sin City. Today we're talking about teaching your children to think and developing personal standards. Charity Berkey is our guest again today. Welcome, Charity, again. I'm glad that you are here. And we're going to talk about teaching our children to think. That's right. And you picked me because (laughs) you instilled that more in me than any of your children. We all know my standards are a bit different than everybody else's. Let me give you the idea of this whole this whole thing. The idea is that oftentimes we think that our children should just uh, follow whatever we say uh, just wholeheartedly. And why do they disagree? Uh, why are they doing things that I don't think are right? And how can they continually be... Uh, violating my practices and my convictions. They weren't raised that way. That's right. I see that all the time. Yes. Well, I don't raise them that way. They weren't raised that way. Maybe you didn't teach your children how to think things through. And it's very, very important that we teach our children to think things through by helping them to develop their own personal biblical standards. And each one of those words are very specific. They're not just our personal standards. They are personal biblical standards. They're ones that they have sought out God for. So I have in my personal life, because my life and the things that I face, my temptations are different from yours. That's exactly And right. so that's why you can raise five kids in the same exact home and they grow up and still have godly lives that serve Jesus, yet they in their own home have different personal biblical standards because they are married to, they have entered into a relationship with another human being who has different temptations than what maybe you faced in and your so, family. And so if they're not exactly like you, then you just have to expect, just have to realize that they haven't gotten to the point where you are to the point of perfection (laughs) and haven't got to the total understanding and enlightenment that they need. So you can have, you can still differ in your standards. (laughs) Oh my. You can still differ in your standards yet um, still be both living for the Lord and both be doing exactly what God wants you to do. But how do you, but that starts with teaching your kids how to develop their own personal biblical standards. So you send your kid to a Christian school. They have standards, right? Right. You send your kid to the church that you all go to. They have standards. Even when they're out in the workplace, if you're working for a particular company. You go to Disneyland, you work for Disneyland, you have to abide by certain standards. If you go to Disneyland, there's certain standards. Right. You You can't, as an adult, you can't dress in a costume. Right now, you can't. Right now, (laughs) you have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. Right. So. So there's different standards, but now with all those different rules, we find people will say, oh, the kids will just, you see kids, they're 18, they leave home. And then they do completely opposite of everything, every institution, institutionalized standard, they go and do the opposite. Well, why is that? Because they never develop their own personal biblical standards in their own life. 
They were just rules. So They were nothing personal to them. We're going to give you some ABCs. We yeah. were talking about this uh, with Matt a little while ago, and uh, hey, we we're going to give you don't some. Don't tell people we took this from him. Okay. This is we all are our own information. about teaching your children to think. Matt was too so, busy. Thank you. <laughs> He couldn't so come out. We are going to talk about the ABCs of developing personal standards. And the first one Matt is, is the oldest of our of the Tice family children. Just naturally gives him a increased level of wisdom and understanding <laughs> in all things. <laughs> oh okay, my. so Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's get on to this. Um, I was no, being serious, by the way. Yes, I understood <laughs> okay, you were, right. and that's why. So how do we develop personal sign. biblical standards? We <laughs> know they're one, important. Number one. We need to be authentic okay. ourselves. That is, your children need to see that you're not Mr. Plastic or Miss Plastic and that you're not pretending and you're not, you're not one thing at church, one thing at home, one thing in the neighborhood. There needs to be authenticity in your life. Auth- authenticity in what we believe. Yes. I believe that there is a God. I believe he wrote this word. I believe that this word is how I should live my life. And, and I live it. And I live it see, myself. Your yes. children are, are going to reject. If they see hypocrisy in you, they're going to reject you. If they see that you are authentic, even if they believe you're wrong in one area or another, they're going to think, wow, my dad really believes that. That's why he does what he does. That's why my mom really believes that. That's why she does what she does. Being authentic with your children, not being phony and and determining I'm going to be real is so, so vitally important because if, again, they don't see you being authentic, they're not going to want to be part of that. That's why we had the revolution in the 1960s because the baby boomers saw the phoniness of their parents and wanted nothing to do with that. So, number one, being authentic. Number two, Authentic in our beliefs. In our beliefs. And it leads us to number two. Which means if I believe certain things, then I'm going to set boundaries. So that's where my boundaries come from. Yes. Because I believe there is a holy God and I want to live by his word and I do live by his word. I am going to, according to his word, I'm going to say, this is what we do in our life. This is the boundary we set. This is the line that I draw. Now, this is for me personally. This is not for everybody else. This is for me and my family. So now I'm not becoming a legalistic Pharisee. I'm saying, you know what? Based on what the Bible says and based on what I'm seeing, I'm going to apply this boundary to my life. I'm not going to go and see a movie that is uh, got filth and garbage in it. I'm not. I'm not going to uh, go. Uh, I'm not going to go to a nightclub. I, I'm not going. And to... this is where it sets in the personal standards. Standards. It's like it's. Um, Everyone knows that Mike Pence won't go out to eat. Our vice president, who is a Christian, won't go out to eat alone with a with a woman that is not his wife or his daughter. And he set that boundary. Why? Because he knew, hey, these are the these are the issues that people face in our country. A lot of a lot of politicians fall and they fall into this 
sin of immorality. That's right. So I believe in God who teaches I should not be immoral with my life. And so I'm going to set up this boundary. He has been mocked and ridiculed for that so much, but he has an excellent relationship with his wife. That's right. So he and set up that boundary for so a he purpose. Set, and he doesn't set that boundary for everybody else. Right. He, doesn't. he sets that for himself. And what you need to do is teach your children that they need to set personal boundaries. The third thing is we need, how do you do that? Well, communication. We communicate. So, you teach us okay. why these boundaries are set. Yeah. Not, okay, you can't date till you're 16. You can't date till you're 18. Well, why? What is the purpose of this boundary? So then I have to have a conversation about what dating is for. What's the purpose of dating? Or do we even want to call it dating? Do we want to call it courting? Or, and what's the difference? And then it's going to lead me because I'm living this authentic life. My kids are going to be willing to listen to me because my, my standards are based on what I believe the Word of God teaches. So now they're listening to me and I'm talking to them and I'm saying, why? when they say, why don't we do that? Why don't we go there? Why don't we watch this? Why can't we watch that? Then I can explain to them. Um, somebody said to me the other day, they said, my kids heard you talk about a Marvel movie and we don't let our children watch Marvel movies. Can you explain dun, dun, to my children... Dun. Can you explain to my children how you, when you talk about moral purity, why Marvel movies are okay? And then I was able to say, thank you for asking that question. When I watch a Marvel movie, I watch it with a... With a uh, vid Angel, a, with, with, clear, with, with the clear, clear play. play or, or with Vid Angel, and all the vulgarity and all the immorality is taken out. And that parent looked at me and said, there's a thing called clear play? And I said, yes. And, uh, and I explained to them, they said, where do you get that? And I explained to them how to get clear play and how to get VidAngel. And I said, so therefore, I've been able, this was way back when um, Harrison Ford made a movie called Air Force One. And I wanted to watch that movie, but I knew there was vulgarity in that. And I wasn't going to watch it. And a, a Christian man who wanted to watch action films with his kids um, produced a TVG, uh, yeah, TV Guardian. I think called TV Guardian. He put out his first thousand, and I got one of the first thousands because I like... I remember. I, that was an exciting time, and I opened up so much yes, fun entertainment. We, we can watch, we can watch So, so um, we have... Um, so we have... But you got to communicate. But, this is why we do this. Yeah. We, why don't we watch that? Right. Why, and, and that parent was saying, we don't watch that because we don't think that certain things are appropriate. Well... Why but do, it all brings it back to being authentic. That's exactly Look, right. we live this way because we believe there is a holy God. This is what we found in his word. These are the boundaries that we set because of what we have found in his word. Now, when you're an adult, you will be doing the same thing with your own family. But how do we get them to understand that now? Um, we have not done this. You know, we homeschool. We did a um, podcast about that. I think it's like episode six or seven way back. But we decided as years ago that once they got into the junior high age, we would start doing when they do research papers and when they start um, doing all different kind when they're taught to do research papers, we would assign them research papers on the gray areas that everybody calls gray areas. Mm. So here's let's so they set up a, they do a research paper on what they believe 
the Lord is teaching them that they will have. Now, they still have to abide by our personal biblical standards when they're living in our home until they are 18, 20. When they are in our home, they have to abide by that. But it helps them to start thinking, okay, and then we set out. This is how, first of all, you tell the Lord, this is what I want to start learning about alcohol. Alcohol is a big one in our in our Christian world. It's a big debate. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it in between? Can people... So teaching them, you ask the Lord, then we search the scriptures and you give what God has told to you personally. This is what you need to do in your life in the area of alcohol. So then when you're 16 and you're handed a, a drink at a party that you didn't even know, I mean, you... Us kids were, Matt was handed a drink when he was like 16 or 17. He didn't even realize it was alcohol. But he's able to say, uh, in, in peer pressure, no, I don't want this. He didn't have to put it up to his lips and pretend he's drinking it to, because, no, he knew why. No, this is not something I want to be a part of. So I, for us, we're teaching our kids how to develop that in just their own research themselves. We're teaching them. Re this is how you research the scriptures. This is how you find out what God wants you to do in your personal life when mom and dad aren't there to protect you, when everyone's not there to push you to do what's right. That's really good. What we did was we just talked to you about the situations that we found in our home, or not in our home, in our, our church. We would we come home and... I, I and get, you mentioned that in the book. Yeah. You talk a lot about how... We did. We had lots of discussions about, hey, this is what this is what the person did wrong. And this is the consequences yep. they are facing. It's horrible and it's sad. But this is what happens. Yep. You communicated those to us. Very, very important. Very, very important. And then uh, the, the next is defense. When you communicate, when you understand what you believe and that it's from God and this is what God wants you to do, then and then alone can you defend what your stance is? So as a 15-year-old, you can say, oh, no, I'm not doing that. When, when I was door knocking and the teenage boy grabbed my hand and I looked at him and did I want to hold his hand when we were door knocking? Yes. And then I thought, no, this is, I have decided I don't want to be holding hands with somebody that I am not engaged to because that's the standard I had set in my life and as a 15 year old so I could I it wasn't the easiest thing but I reject pulled my hand away really easily because it was my first response this and I, I believe that's what must have happened with Daniel and his friends when they were set before the king they were they knew beforehand this is what I'm going to do when that bad thing happens, when the thing that yeah, I'm unsure if it's right or wrong, you know, when that comes, no, in my life, this is what God has taught me and this is what I'm going to do in my life. And that way you can take a stand and you can defend it and you can say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Why? But because I don't think it's right because God teaches me here that this isn't right for me and for here this isn't right for me. And so you are able to defend it. If you communicate and you know that it's from God, you can easily defend it. That's exactly right. And I think it's really important if you really want them to develop these convictions that they allow, that you allow them to hear other preachers, other people, 
uh, that they respect and let them see that this isn't just something that you that you have, but but we put before you all sorts of different good role models right. that would have reinforced and encouraged what, what, what we you taught. taught. That. That's exactly right. Yeah. So 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 we have authentic, be authentic, place boundaries, communicate, and then so they're able to you defend their position. Guys, notice this is all in ABC order. This is masterminds That's here. Right. <laughs> And then the You'll, lastly, lastly, you can defend those boundaries. And then you need to, with that, you can go and engage your community. And you can engage with others who disagree with you. That's exactly right. And civilly disagree with others. That's that's something we really lack in our culture: the ability to disagree agreeably. It doesn't anger me that somebody else doesn't hold the same standard in life that I have. Often it saddens me, quite honestly, a lot of things. That or you just may think they're stupid. Yeah, you know? well, <laughs> it's unkind. I know. I know. <laughs> but, they, but it does. It, it, um, a lot of times you, you wish, you think, oh, this is what's best. And because I chose this best, I'm, I'm getting a lot of good consequences. And you hurt for others and you say, oh, I, you, you can easily choose what's best for you. But, um, but you can easily engage with others when, when, and it doesn't bother you. Um, it, you can civilly have discourse. It doesn't hurt your soul. Yeah. You don't leave all shaken up because the person disagrees with yeah. you. It's I like, mean, we get together is... with our family oh, and man. talk about, talk all about, the time. yeah, it's talk about the, and the, and the, te- the, the not, tension, tension sounds high to yeah, others who would be listening in, say, but we're all very passionate. Just, everybody's just talking because everybody's got somewhat of the gift of prophecy in my house. Yes. Everyone uh, is very passionate, but it's so good. The reason we can civilly discuss and it helps, we can sway each other to a better way of thinking. That's right. And that's really and what... And then everybody's thinking like me. Like Grandpa Tice. <laughs> so, but, so, and but, that allows, when you can engage in others... With civility, That's exactly. it brings it brings freedom. 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 You yes. have a freedom. You don't have. You're not worried about what everybody else thinks. Why? Because you're authentic. You've set boundaries. You you have communicated those. You know how to defend your boundaries. So you're not. You're able to engage with others, and you're able to freely say, "Okay, well, if you don't agree with me, that's okay." And freedom I, brings growth. That's exactly right. And what's great about that is you can realize, at doesn't matter how old you are. Oh, hey, you know what? Maybe that personal biblical standard. Maybe I, that's something I can change. Maybe I can change that now. That doesn't be stake in the ground. This is where I die. Yeah. This is what everybody... Uh, there's certain things. I there mean, are, they, well, that's where and, your convictions... Yeah, that's that's right. your convictions. Get, like, this is, you know, I will We're going to talk about that in our next episode, oh. by the way. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, I didn't okay. even, I didn't even know that. That's the next chapter in the book. If you read Pastor's book, you, oh, good, you would know that. Oh, good, then we will go into oh. that. <laughs> so... So then we, I we typed grow. the pastor's book. The last, you <laughs> did. The, yeah. mm-hmm. the last two, the last two uh, things is you will be able to help others, and you and have happiness. Uh, we, we debated about those that's two. That's right. Growth brings happiness, happiness and it, 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 it gives you <laughs> it gives you the ability to help other people. Yes. And then, which makes you not isolated. isolated. You are not alone. 
stuck alone. This is what I believe. No one else believes what I believe. And you're all wrong, and I'm going to die in my hermit hole. <laughs> I actually had a preacher say to me one time, he said, after he went to a master's men conference that we hosted or that we were part of in, in Flagstaff, Arizona, he said it was so good to be able to be here and just openly discuss things. He said, he said, I feel like I've been behind a hill in a foxhole just just wow. shooting everybody that's coming my way. He said, it's really, really been good to be able to have this open discussion. I thought, man, how many people feel that way? You have standards, and so you isolate yourself because you don't want to, you don't, you don't really, they're not, they're not based, you don't know why, where they're based on. If you living this way, if you're living authentically, if you have boundaries, if you communicate, if you know how to defend what you believe without being mean, if you, you then can engage with people, you do have that freedom, you can grow, you can help others, and you're not isolated. You are able to reach the world. And I think that's so important. And I think that's why, that's why, I, that's why I think you and faith and hope are so effective in ministering to people. I'm so thankful for that. And so that's why why Matt and Josh can go out and deal with so many different people from so different many avenues of life. I think this, I'm sorry, go ahead. Because you've been taught to think. And that goes back to the very the essence of the book. And I would encourage you to get that book. I'd encourage you to read uh, the book because again, we want to help you. We want to help you teach your children to think. Out of all the podcasts we've done so far, I think this is the most practical, helpful one in raising children and even in your own personal everyday life. Because I find that lacking in a lot of Christians that they don't have, they have maybe their parents' standards still, or they'll take their church's standards, or they'll take whatever group they're supposed to be in, but they, they're not allowing the Holy Spirit to speak directly to them through the Word of God. And when you do that, there's communion there with God that is what the relationship with Jesus is all about, being able to really commune and know what He wants you to do with your life. They know what they believe, but they don't know why they believe it because they were never taught to yes. think. That's it. Did you, did you want to do the closing Well, I, just, I appreciate the fact <laughs> that uh, we had this discussion this morning. It sounds like it's been very, very uh, thought through. It's, <laughs> uh, thank so, you so because much. Because this is Tice Talks. That's right. Tice Talks is more than a conversation. Thank you for tuning in for episode 17. This is our fourth part in our series going through Dr. Tice's book on raising God's kids in Sin City. Next time on episode 18, we're going to build on this conversation by talking about proving our convictions. So be sure to be here for that. Like, share, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we will see you next time.